Hello, agriculturists. I'm your host, Jacob Simpson, and welcome back to a new episode of I Believe TV. Thank you so much for being patient with me this past week. I have been gone for a leadership summit in OKC, and I am so stoked to be back. Tonight, I have the one and only Corey Joe Whitley of the Durant FFA chapter. Corey Joe, would you please introduce yourself to the viewers and guests of the show? Yep. Hey, everybody. My name is Corey Joe Whitley. I probably represent the Durant FFA chapter as the current 2023-2024 vice president. Awesome sauce. I'm so happy to be talking to you. I was uh, so happy to talk to uh, Braden Hamilton, your current president, and uh, he has spoken very highly of you. And I was really happy to, you know, finally get to talk to you um, and get you started on the, the list and such, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I, I've been super excited for this. So, so I got a whole bunch of questions for you. If something's too hard, just let me know and we can skip right over it and come back to it later. Are you ready? Yes. All righty. First things first, what got you to join the FFA? Um, okay, so for me, it was kind of different from most people. My sister did FFA when she was in high school, but she never really like told me about it or anything. The ag teacher that Durant had at that time um, wasn't very like out and about, if that makes any sense. Um, so she only did one or two speech contests. Um, so when I joined, it was really because at Durant, if you do FFA, it counts as a science credit and um, I wouldn't have to take a science my senior year. And I thought that that was just the best thing in the world. Um, but then I really got into it. And now I love my people and I love my chapter. And I really couldn't see myself to go anywhere else. That's really interesting. I didn't know that uh, you had to take a science for senior year. Um, so I guess it's kind of similar to me. Um, my brother got me to join the FFA. Um, when I first moved in with him, uh, he was enrolling me to the eighth grade here, my last uh, few months of eighth grade, he's like, dude, you need to join vocational ag. I'm like, what's that? Uh, you need to join it. I was in, at the FFA when I was in high school and such, and I think you should try it out at least. I'm like, all right, fine. Uh, first day in the classroom, haven't left since. Um, I was talking to uh, my principal this morning because I work at my school, and he's like, dude, you're always in there. I'm like, yeah, I know, but it's kind of what I got to do. Um, but, yeah. Um, we're, we're a pretty out and about, uh, chapter, I'd say we like to see what we can get, uh, done and who else can join us. Oh yeah. Yeah. My sisters are, uh, Callie's 14. Callie was 14 when I was born. So there's a pretty gap. Um, best thing in the world. I love them to death. Uh, yeah, my brother and I, we are separated by 15 years. Um, oh, wow. so yeah, so he is currently 31 and, you know, me being 16, um, I didn't, I didn't really get to experience life with him much. Um, cause I was separated from him when I was six. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it wasn't really until like seven years later I got to, uh, you know, just share a little bit of my childhood left with him. Um, and now he's raising me, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, and uh, he was really happy. I got to uh, stick with the FFA. Um, he really thinks this is the right path for me. And um, yeah, 
I'm I'm praying that uh, this goes farther than what I want to. Yeah, from what I can see with all your podcasts and stuff, it really seems like you found your thing. Um, my sister is actually, um, Katie lives in the same town as me, and I get to see her all the time. Um, and then Callie, my other sister, lives in Tulsa. Um, but I have seven nieces and nephews. So, and I've been an oh, aunt wow. since I was. I've been an aunt since I was seven. So it's kind of like they're my siblings more than anything. But it's all right. We have fun with it. Yeah, I'm the baby of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got a whole bunch of cousins uh, who are mainly female. Yeah, I only got like three male cousins at most. Um, I, like the whole, I got a whole bunch of women in my family. So the last name is kind of like dying out. Um, yeah. I, I'm the one who's like dependent on getting a boy. Um, but yeah, I got a whole bunch of cousins who have kids, and it's just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Our our uh our farmhouse is always loud and full of life. I love it there. Yeah, my house. We have a pool, so in the summer everybody comes over and swims, and it's always there's always people walking in and out the door. But I love it. I love having a big family. Last year on our officer team, um, I know Braden probably told you about Jake Arthur. Yes. But we have we have another. Uh, he's my cousin, and then I have another cousin named Lydia Bullard. So three of us on the officer team were all related and we had it we we thought it was the funniest thing in the world. That would actually be pretty cool. Um <laughs> sadly, um all my cousins are graduated and uh my oldest brother who's 31 graduated in 2011. Um and my other brother uh who was 27, he lives in Ponca. I don't I don't really get to see him much. Um He's autistic, and he decided to drop out of high school, which is not like a – I'm not bashing him for it, but I kind of wish he uh, stayed in school and uh, took their ag program because he was telling me the other uh, day, like, hey, I really wish um, I could have taken the ag mechanics class. I'm like, yeah, uh, you probably could have gotten, like, so many cool things done and uh, probably got a better job. And he's like, yeah, I know. Um, But, like, at least he realizes that ag is a good thing. Uh, for our generation and I'm proud that he actually realized that now yeah putting out putting out positive things in the community is um, a good thing and like you're probably a big part of the way that he realized that ag's a good thing I'm in shop class too and it is a lot of fun Um, so this past year I wasn't technically in shop class Um, I was in a horticulture class Um, but my ag teacher he ordered a new plasma table a cnc table and he's like, hey, Jake, your brother works at OPS, which is uh, the uh, big welding company. He's like, your brother does plasma. How about you try this yourself? I'm like, I guess. And I've been hooked on it since. Um, so this next year, I'll be in ag mechanics. Um, I'm pretty stoked. Um, I will be selling uh, license plates for about 20 bucks each. And that will be my new SAE. And I've also got like... Uh, little thing going on where I make like cool designs for businesses and such. Um, I know I've posted on my story on Instagram before. Um, I had a uh, tanning salon come to me and ask for a, a, a cool sign from them. And it's currently hanging up in their shop. That's fun. That's so fun to be able to give back to the community like that. Uh, at Durant, we do, we have our annual chili dinner. Um, it's kind of our big fundraiser of the year, but at the chili dinner, um, everybody comes and eats, obviously. But then at the end of the night, um, our ag, like our shop class, 
has prepared all these different projects and stuff and you kind of get to pick what you want to do and we'll partner up and make all these sorts of different projects. Um, me and Hunter Duke made a horse hay ring this past year and then you get to take them and sell them in the auctions there at the chili dinner. So it's really cool. Now that sounds fun. <laughs> um, for our uh, county fair, we have a chili dinner and it's for the fundraiser, you know, just so the uh, exhibitors get a little bit of extra cash. Yeah. Uh, so what I put up on the uh, the table was a pistol Pete sign. Oh um, yeah, yeah. That it, it didn't go as much as I thought it would, but um, it, it was still a pretty good price. It went about one hundred fifty dollars, um, nice. which, which is still a ton of money at the time. Um, and then my friend Marissa, she asked me to uh, make her a a Yellowstone sign. Uh, I think that went for about eighty bucks. Um, and then this state convention. Uh, I cut out pieces for a chimney with an OSU logo. Uh, my buddy Boots welded that together, and then we sent that to a fab shop, get it cleaned up. And uh, I forgot how much it went for, but um, I did get a picture with it at the uh, Expo Center. It's on my Instagram. Um, but I'm pretty proud of that. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I love, I love working with metal. And I think I've, uh, I found a good you know, path for that if I don't be an ag teacher. Yeah, ours, um, I didn't get to be in the shop as much as I wanted to. I'm a senior this year. Here I was in shop, and I'm in shop again this year. But basically the entire second semester, um, I was inside working on speeches, whether it was my speech or helping one of the younger classmen work on their speeches when they were trying to get theirs written or memorized or any of that stuff. So I wasn't in there as much as I wanted to be. But when I was in there, I had so much fun with it. What's what's funny about me is that I would actually uh, get out of the classroom and start working on cutting out metal. <laughs> my, my teacher's like, hey, can you cut this out real quick? I'm like, yeah, um, I got to do this for you, don't I? He's like, no, just go ahead. I'm like, all right, <laughs> bet. <laughs> That's funny. That's me. So what made you choose to stay in the FFA? Um, Really just the people. Um, I love, I've been very blessed, um, with the groups that I've chosen in high school. I actually, my freshman year of high school, I quit all the extracurriculars that I was in before and oh, just wow. kind of took, I took a leap of faith and joined cross country and FFA and they have been extremely beneficial for me. Both of them, um, both of them are very, very, um, Christian communities and just being able to have people that, you know, are in your corner, no matter what. Um, and that you can, you know, if you call them, like if I call any of my officers at three in the morning, I know that they would be there. If I call any of my teammates in cross country at two or three in the morning, I know that they would be there for me, you know? Yeah. I'm actually trying to, uh, get like a Christian community in my school started. So I'm in student council. I'm the uh, student body secretary and we went to Falls Creek the week of 4th of July. Um, we had our student body president, vice president, and there's me. Um, we all, all three of us came to the agreement like, hey, we need to start something in our school to, you know, uh, make it a home and make it more welcoming for uh, Christians like us and uh, those who want to further their uh, walk through Christ. And um, that, that made me think like, what could I do in the FFA to um, make it more Christ-like? Um, and like my student council, I wish I wanted to be more Christ-like in my national law society. Cause I'm a member in that. 
um, make it more Christ-like. Like, I want to glorify God in everything I do. Um, now, will we have those slip-ups? Yes, because we're human. Um, we're designed to, you know, sin, unfortunately. But as long as we ask for forgiveness, I believe that we can do all things through Christ. Yeah, and just the fact that you're uh, actively, like, seeking out ways to glorify God, um, to me, says a lot about the character and that your school supporting that's really amazing, too. Um, we have FCA at my, at my school, so after church on Wednesdays, um, we'll go out to the field house, and it's basically just like a half football field made out of turf, and um, we'll just kind of hang out, and they have all these different sorts of, like, you just throw, like, throw a football back and forth, or hula hoops or they have cornhole out there sometimes um and then they hear like a short a short message um from a coach afterwards and it's kind of cool it's very neat to see because a lot of times people won't come to church but they hear oh sports oh I'm in sports I'll come to this um so it's really neat to get to see God reach out or God work through student council in all sorts of different ways so what we thought about instead of an FCA it would be more of a uh fellowship of christian students and it wouldn't be centered on athletes um i know that you don't have to be an athlete in the fca um because i was part of the fca when i went to sand springs public schools um Mm -hmm. which was actually really cool i got to uh speak at some of those uh friday uh, friday mornings and um this is a little seventh grade me with my bible and (laughs) i kind of miss it now um (laughs) Man, that that was four years ago. Wow. Anyway, yeah. um, but yeah, like if we start something similar to FCA, but make it more student body like, I feel like we could do something further. Um, our school, we're considered a sports school, but really we're not that at- athletic. Um, we suck at our sports besides softball. <laughs> and um, <laughs> if, if we just did something regarding um, like our own student body, I think we could do something. Yes. Like we, we can, we can make a change. And I mean, if the Lord's in it, it's going to be done. I, I think we got a good shot because the principal's uh, brother is one of my old pastors uh, from when I was living in Sand Springs. So it's kind of like a, a family tie for me. Yes. Yeah. So what's your favorite part of the FFA? Oh, that's kind of a tough one. I love, I mean, there's nothing in FFA that I can just come and tell you, oh, I don't like this. Um, <laughs> there's definitely things that I am not as good at at all. Um, but I would say public speaking. I'm writing a second speech this year. Um, my speech that I had before is in Natural Resource Division. It's about feral swine because my dad works for the USDA. Um, but I've done public speaking ever since. I mean, my freshman year was the year of COVID. So we did opening and closing. Um, and we didn't like, we only got to go to one contest and then I did some creed, but I wasn't extremely competitive at it. It was kind of me and Braden that were the two main ones, but neither one of us had really like found our groove with public speaking yet, if that makes any sense. And then really my sophomore year, I started to get to where I was like, hey, I can like I can do this. I can do this and I can like it like I can go in a room and not be nervous about going in the room and giving my speech because I know what I'm talking about. Um, So I would say that it's very um, 
confidence boosting and I think public speaking gives you a lot of skills that you can have like as you continue throughout your adult life I completely agree with you um for me uh that was me my my freshman year I could uh I could not do as much as I wanted to uh, mainly because my family was a little bit strict on like letting me go outside the house often. Um, so I was really only allowed to go to church and uh, like go to a basketball game here and there. And if I had like a football game, cause I was playing football at the time um, I had those nights to myself. Uh, now that I was a, so- a sophomore and an officer, I was allowed to do more things. And that was when I was actually able to do more stuff and uh, you know, expand my uh, my liking for uh, for like other activities. That's when I started liking uh, to show animals. I started showing a goat last year, and I've loved it ever since. Uh, got a new one last month. My first show was this Saturday, um, and I started uh, speaking. Uh, was I good at it? No. Um, you know, metalworking and uh, horticulture and. I'm picking up shotgun sports this year and livestock judging and all this jazz, quiz bowls, vet science. Uh, my sophomore year was more of an awakening, uh, awakening moment for me. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking that because of how far um, I've gone from last year, my junior year will be even better. Yeah, and a lot of it is that confidence that you build up. I mean, everybody, like, it's your first. That's what I had to explain it. My cousin Lydia, like I said, this is her first or- – She's on the officer team with me, but this is her first year showing. Um, and I, she does public speaking, and she's pretty good at it. And I had to explain it to her. Like, I just compared the two. I was like, Lydia, the first time you walk into it, like into a speech room, your judges know you're nervous, like from the get-go. From the moment you walk in, they're going to know you're nervous. But the fourth time you walk in the speech room, they're going to say, oh, this girl knows what she's doing. As like, it's the exact same thing when you go in to show livestock, you're you're going to walk in the ring and you're going to, you know, I, we show steer. So you're going to like fumble with your show stick a little bit and your hands are going to be sweaty and you're going to be nervous. And, but about your second or third show, it's going to kick in and you're going to say, Oh, this is what I need to do to make myself better. This is what that girl does. And she won, you know, a lot of it is that confidence that you build in yourself over time. And each time you go into a speech room or go into the, the next ring, after the first and the second and the third, you pick up a little bit more and more each time. Um, so for me, I've actually learned that I'm a pretty good public speaker. I'm just really terrible at memorizing stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like this past week, I sang at the AFR Youth uh, Leadership Summit, and I was not nervous at all. Um, the only thing I was really like nervous about was like, how are they going to respond to me? Um, but like I spoke in front of everybody, like it was no dang thing. Um, when I'm talking to like in front of the, the school, I don't mind. I don't get shaky at all. But once I like, I start a speech, I write it. It's pretty good. It's more of me not memorizing it all the way through. Um, that, that's what, that's what brings me down. I am terrible at memorizing, uh, stuff from like books and writings and poems. Um, but, like, if I study it and I use my whiteboard to, like, write it over and over again, like I usually do, then I'm, I'm pretty good. Um, that's what I did for the creed. And um, I wish I did creed speaking uh, my eighth grade and ninth grade years. But, again, I wasn't really allowed to go outside the house much. But, yeah, um, I, I feel like that's a little bit me 
um, I'm pretty good at public speaking, just not memorizing. Yeah, which is, I mean, my, I remember my freshman year, um, I, like you said that you did, I did a little, um, just a little testimony for my FCA um, at my high, at my, yes, my high school at the time, because this was my freshman year. Um, and I was so nervous. And I literally, I thought I'm going to walk over there and I'm going to fall. Like, I'm just going to trip or I'm going to start sweating or I'm going to cry or like, I didn't know what was going to happen. But in my mind, it was going to go wrong, like way wrong. And um, this past year, I got out and I did a saw you at the pole. Um, or I helped with the see the see you at the pole. Yeah, because that comes before the saw you at the pole. Um, <laughs> and it, I always get them mixed up. But I had quite a long prayer and I did have to write it down on my phone because it was too much to memorize. But even then saying it in front of the whole school, like the rest of the day, I just thought and I was like, Corey, you would have been so nervous to do this. Like how much has FFA helped you in every other aspect of your life that you didn't even realize until now? Exactly. Um, so for me, I don't memorize prayers. Um, I'm more of a what goes in your heart and what Jesus tells you to say. Um, I know some churches uh, have that prayer that they always say the same prayer every Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. I support that because it's a, it's a tradition. Uh, but for me and my church, we just go uh, with what God is telling us to say. Uh, we do that too. Um, for this specific reason, we had a whole bunch of people that were speaking that morning for the CU at the poll. Um, and we were each given specific things to pray about. So like I had to pray about the teachers. Um, and it was, they had, there was quite a bit that was needed to be included. And if I didn't write it down, I knew I was going to forget something. Um, but it all worked out fine and it was good in the end. At least it was good in the, uh, the long run. Mm-hmm. So here is one of the hardest questions that I've asked everybody. Okay. What is your least favorite part of the FFA? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, like I said before, I don't really have a certain thing that I don't like. Um, but I would say just like overall for me, it's just the preordained uh, stereotypes that people have around FFA. Um, we did freshman orientation this past week and for every single group that walked in, we just had to keep telling them like, if you eat, you're a part of agriculture. You don't have to have cows to be in this class. You don't have to even have a cat or dog to be in this class. Um, you just have to be here and be willing to learn and show up every day. Um, but I really think that once people, once more people in school systems realize that, um, oh, they're not just a bunch of rednecks. Like they have uh, speeches they do like even horticulture people a lot of people don't know about they do meat judging they do some people even do milk judging you know um, all these different things once people realize how much there is to FFA that it's not just all about you know feeding cows feeding livestock um, that a lot more people would be willing to join so I went to the alumni meeting um, two weeks ago yeah it'll be two weeks ago on Thursday um, so I, it's kind of a funny story. I was getting a haircut in the ag shop and they're like, Hey, we got an alumni meeting tonight. You want to go? I'm like, yeah, sure. I guess I don't have anything better to do. I learned so much, uh, just from that. And something my ag teacher wanted to do for this upcoming school year is, uh, he wants to have our banquet. Um, of course at the end of the year, but before our awards assembly, 
uh, like we usually do. But instead of like handing out the awards there at the banquet, we present them at our award assembly. Okay. To make it more known in front of our school because it might be too late to join ag your junior and senior year, but um, if you join your freshman and sophomore year, you still have time. Oh, okay, okay. I see how you tied that back now. I didn't know where you're going with that for a second there. Um, I got a little confused. No, I do think I think that's a great idea. Um, getting, you know, getting the more you go out there in the public, we do now um, for our middle schoolers. We just recently opened up our eighth grade program, and we do a thing now where we go and give a presentation to the entire school. And so many of our middle schoolers that are in the eighth grade program at speech contest this year, I had probably a dozen of them come up to me and they were like, Corey, we're so glad that we like knew what FFA was about because if y'all wouldn't have given that presentation, we wouldn't be here right now. I wish we could do a, uh, actually, I think we could do a presentation this year. Uh, what I've done the past two years is uh, I'd go into classrooms with like three other people and my ag teacher. Um, Cause that's when the seventh graders actually uh, pick out their classes for next year. Um, so we do that uh, in the spring uh, when they're uh, getting all their enrollment stuff done. And um, But having like a little sit down in front of the entire middle school would actually be a more beneficial thing to do. Cause I know for a fact, we don't get every single seventh grader um, in that one day. If we just did it in one sit down at the same time, I think it'd be more effective. Yeah, and it's, I mean, sometimes it can be hard to get a whole crowd to listen to you more. Um, so I can see where, like, that smaller numbers would be more beneficial. People are more likely to ask questions about things they want to know um, if it's a smaller group. But um, I, I definitely love that we've started reaching out to our middle schoolers more. Yeah. Uh, something I've noticed about people um, just recently is that, if there's a uh, in-person presentation, like if you have a keynote speaker, um, people are more inclined to listen if they are up front and they got the voice. But if it's like a virtual video or something, uh, people will talk and they will not ask questions. Um, yeah. I think I think it's pretty rude that you talk during presentations. Um, but like if if there's something like an urgent in person, I think that's more effective if you be there present 100% and you ask questions uh, along the way. Um, for me, I love teaching people. Um, growing up, did I like uh, getting asked questions 24-7? No. But now that I actually um, learn more stuff every day, I like to teach those things to the younger generation and the uh, ones who are lower, uh, like in lower classes than me. Um, but yeah, like if we are able to um, share our experiences to those who are coming into the next year um, in our schools. I think we can uh, probably do something to recruit more in the FFA. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. If you could change one thing about agriculture or the FFA in general, what would it be? Oh, hmm, we might have to come back to that one. All right. About that one for a minute. Alrighty. Um, where do you see agriculture in the next 10 years? Um, there's a lot that I've learned about agriculture recently, like farming wise, crops wise. Um, there's a kid, he's going into his junior year this year at my chapter. 
um, he has a speech about vertical farming, and I thought that was very interesting. I got to help him memorize a good chunk of that speech. Um, so getting to learn, like, these are the crops that it works best for. These are crops that don't work. Um, it, I've always thought that that would be very interesting. But just uh, Oklahoma FFA in general, um, I think, is a very Christ-driven organization. And I think with um, I know the, like the group that I went to WLC with, we're all very strong Christians and we're all very strong, like advocating for ag, you know? Um, so I can just see Oklahoma FFA getting bigger and bigger. I think as, um, like we've been talking about here as individual chapters are reaching out to their younger generations, I just continue to see numbers go up. And I do too. I forgot who said it. Um, but somebody said that they have never seen a more student-led uh, organization like us actually start open a general session or an event with a prayer. I mm-hmm. think I think that really shows our character as an or- organization um, because not like our – how do I say this? Today's society is not um, focused on our spirituality anymore as much as we'd like to say we are. Um, Now, today you see people um, hating because they eat something weird or they're not this gender or they drive this truck or they're from this country or they're from this town. It's just hate, hate, hate. Um, But the FFA is probably the most inclusive organization in this country. I agree. I mean, we're all... It's really as cliche as it sounds when we're all there and we're all wearing the same jacket. There's really, I mean, there's no, all of our differences kind of come down. I mean, even at state convention, you just walk around and make friends with people that you've never even met before. Um, Even when you're out of your jackets, like I know at WLC and alumni camp and um, all these summer camps that I've been going to for FFA, we're just, you can tell the different, you we interact with each other differently than other organizations interact with each other, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, like at AFR, we had a, uh, we had a dance. It was really fun. And the first line dance, well, you, I wouldn't say a line dance, but it was fishing in the dark. And, you know, <laughs> we get, we get on the floor in rows and we do our little silly movements. Um, I sat by two people I've never met before and we just, uh, dance and sing along to the same song like we uh, like we've been friends forever. Um, that's that's really cool about the FFA and 4H even. Um, I'm I'm shouting out to the 4H because hey, you're part <laughs> of the agricultural community too. Um, but like hey, if we are going to be um inclusive and have a better understanding while wearing the jacket and not wearing the jacket, um, I feel like we as a student body and a student-led organization can do better and possibly even advocate for a better and more inclusive society. Because we, we are the generation of tomorrow. Yep, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And just like you're saying, like you sat here and talked to me earlier about how, oh, um, like you know the FFA is so Christ-driven and that has even, you know, whether you kind of realize it or not, played an impact on you wanting to start an FCA type thing in your school and community. Um, it over like it, the cup overflows, if that makes any sense. I've heard that metaphor or that example a lot. Um, but the things you learn in FFA that stick with you are going to apply to every single aspect of your life. Yes, ma'am. Um, last year I was serving as the chaplain of my chapter. 
and um, I got to experience more things I probably would have never thought of. Um, so if people don't know, the chaplain is an officer who is in charge of all the religious activities in the FFA where uh, they lead in prayer um, and they start things with the church. So whenever I was setting up for the banquet, we were trying to set up with my Baptist church. Um, now, things weren't going the way we wanted to. So instead, we went to another church and we got things hooked up. And I, of course, led the prayer. I led um, I always lead the prayer in our meet, uh, dinners. And I'm always like, hey, what would God say to this? What would what what would you do to glorify God? Um, my vice president, he is, he's in the same boat as me. Um, we go to the same church. Well, yeah, we go to Wednesday night church. His mom's actually a pastor in Owasso. So us two are always like reading in our Bibles and we're always, um, like digging into the word and trying to understand what it's saying in scripture. Um, I feel like if we are going to, um, further our walk in Christ, we need to share that with people, not just, not just people in the church but those who have never heard of it yes i agree and just just the fact of um you know striving for that growth wanting to do better yourself personally um and surrounding yourself with people who are also striving towards the same goal i mean people realize your community surrounding you realizes that you're different whether you know it or not um so just being positive in every circumstance um, because they are watching you, whether, you know, they're watching you or not. And people will take notes, you know, oh, that Christian, that Christian girl or that Christian guy was really nice to me this one day. And um, I wonder what they have that I don't have type thing. Yeah. Um, now, people, they're they're judgmental. We're all going to be um, honest right there. We're judgmental people. Um, everybody has that side where they're like, hey, maybe we should get to know them. Maybe we shouldn't. Um, but for me, I've learned in the long run, it's better to actually talk to somebody you don't know until you get to judge them. Um, because I was once that kid that nobody understood and it really, it hurt me a lot growing up, um, because they didn't get to know the full story. And once they learn, they're like, this kid is actually a nice kid and he just didn't have, uh, the right hand growing up the right hand deck of cards. So if you, I'm, I'm saying this to everybody, if you want to further yourself and your attitude towards people, talk, start a conversation. It's not going to be a yeah, but it's going to be a yes and conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes. All righty. Uh, so what's your plan for after high school? If you got one. Oh, Okay, this is kind of a funny one. Um, to start off with, I'll just tell you that um, all, basically all of the women in my close surrounding me family, and I have a big family, um, are all teachers. They've all taught. My mom's a principal. Um, both of my oh, sisters wow. are teachers. My aunt's the principal at my high school. Um, everybody around me is a teacher. So growing up, I've always had this uh, stubborn little Corey Joe mindset of I'm going to be different and I'm not going to be a teacher <laughs> and I'm not going to do that because everybody does that and I'm going to be different. Um, and I've always wanted to work for the USDA, which is what my dad does. Um, and he works with feral swine a lot. It's where I got my speech topic from. But um, 
now that I've really gotten in depth into FFA and I specifically remember sitting last year at my junior year state convention and um, sitting there and thinking like, I can't see myself going anywhere with my life other than this. You know, I can just see like God working in this organization so much. And um, I really, now that's where I see myself. So to answer your question, um, I could definitely see being an ag teacher in my future. That is an awesome story. Um, I got I got teacher family too. Um, my cousin, she is actually uh, she just moved up to the high school. She's a new algebra one teacher, and she's also the head cheerleading coach. Um, funny story again. Um, back in March, I tried out for the mascot, and uh, she's like, "Oh my gosh, you're going to be so great on the team!" And then in April. April 21st was our banquet this year. She uh, she went there, of course, supported me. And then when I got called up for president, uh, she's like, well, he's not going to be here much. Um, she kind of laughed about it. And then she's she had a sit down, come to Jesus moment. She's like, Jake, I love you and I'm proud of you. She held my hands. But I, mean, <laughs> I, I no, she literally held my hands to this. I need to let you go. You got too much on your plate. You got to go. I'm like. Yes, ma'am. And I didn't say another word because I was kind of terrified that she held my hands a little bit tight. She was kind of tearing up. But at the same time, um, it kind of relieved me because, yes, I did have too much on my plate at the time. NHS, student council, FFA, trying to get a job and uh, being on the cheer squad as a mascot. That's a lot. That's mm-hmm. a lot. And trying to juggle, you know, potentially going into a tech class we're doing concurrent classes for college. Um, that was a lot to handle. So instead, I'm sticking to FFA and student council, NHS. I'm no longer uh, taking tech classes. I dropped those. Um, I'm not in cheer, and I'm not uh, doing concurrent classes. I'm sticking to what I think is best for me. Um, and yes, I do work right now, not for long because it's a summer program. Um, but once school starts, I will most likely be working at the pizza parlor that I usually go to for lunch. Um, they want me to work there because that's who they want. They want a kid who is always on time a hundred percent of the way. Yes. And that's, that's awesome that you, that she was so supportive of you to realize that um, this is where your best interests lie. You know, even if it didn't seem like such a big deal to you, it was a, probably a big deal to her to let you go. Um, so that's just awesome on both ends that she, uh, understands where your priorities are and loves you enough to, you know, let you go your own way. Um, I definitely feel you on the job part though. I cannot get, I'm not going to say that I cannot get a job, but I remember beginning of the summer, I sat down with my, like my mom and dad and I was like, Hey, I need to get a job. Do y'all know where I can get a job at? And my dad looked at me and he said, Corey, when are you going to work? I was like, what do you mean? And he said, you're never home. And I was like, okay, yeah. And I sat That's down the other day statement. and counted up all the days that I was home this summer and like added up together. I was home two weeks this summer. I've been gone so much. And he's right. Even <laughs> during the school year, I'm just running, running all the time, uh, like a chicken with my head cut off and I cannot keep a job. So I work on the farm and I get an allowance that gets my gas. <laughs> That, oh my gosh, that is my family right now. Um, So I'm trying to get my license right now. And one thing my brother says is I need to have a job so I can pay for insurance and my own gas. 
Um, and I need to, of course, buy my own vehicle, which is a, a lot of money as it is. Um, yeah. so I'm like, Hey, if I get a job now, could you help me? He's like, yeah, sure. Um, has it happened? No. Um, so, so far I've only raised about $2,000 from working. Um, I only get paid $10 an hour, but yet again, I've been gone four weeks out of the summer and it's a 40 hour, uh, job, 40 hour a week job, uh, at the school. So it doesn't really pay much. And then, um, I was counting up like the camps I'm wanting to go to and the things I know I'm going to next summer. I will not be home for probably a week tops. Yeah. I will be gone. Yeah. My senior year will be very, very busy. Um, and you know, of course that's a lot of sacrificing your family time. Um, and every time I get back from a trip, my family's like, dude, where's you been? I'm like, well, I've been gone. You know that. You look in the family calendar, don't you? Yeah, but Jake, you need to stay home for a little bit. We miss you. Um, and that's what I realized, like, wow. Because <laughs> I've been absent from my family for seven years, and I finally feel loved enough to actually want to go home after a long trip. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the FFA is my calling. I want to be an ag teacher, graduate from Oklahoma State, too. And, um, <laughs> hopefully work with my cousin. Um, but like it, it's more of a, uh, I, I feel like I need to do this for my future. You know, uh, yeah. I know tomorrow's not, a, uh, guaranteed, but if I get to have this opportunity, I'm going to take it. Yes. And, That's... and there, go ahead. No. Okay. No, you go ahead. You're fine. And they're, they're supportive a hundred percent of the way. Um, they're always like, do we miss you? But we also want to know what you've been doing. I'm like, okay. Um, I love my family a lot. I don't say it often. I don't get hugged a lot, but like when I do, um, I really, I'll, I take it in. I take it all in. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I love, um, I've been really blessed to have a very supporting family. Um, my mom, I remember this summer I had four camps like back to back to back. I would come home one day, stay one night in my bed, get up the next morning and leave. And just like in between helping me do all these loads of laundry, it was just like me telling her everything that happened that week, everything that happened that week. And then um, I would come home from the next camp and it would be a whole new round of stories and a whole new set of laundry. And we just, I mean, we, we did that all summer long and um, it was exhausting, but at the same time, it's awesome to have a family to get like when you're excited to come home and tell them all the things that you've learned and all the people that you've met and experiences that you've had. That was me for ALC and Falls Creek, um, basic leadership training at uh, First Student Council and AFR. Um, I'm always excited to bring home what I learned. Yes. And I, I'm happy that people are actually interested in knowing what I learned. Um, that's that's the cool thing about being involved in different organizations and sticking to what you believe in and what you want to do for your future. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I want to know about your SAEs, your CDEs, and your LDEs. Again, an SAE is a supervised agricultural experience. A CDE is a career development event, and an LDE is a leadership development event. 
All right. Um, I'm going to give them to you in really no particular order. I'm just going to kind of talk about them. That's fine. Um, like I already told you a lot about my speeches. Um, I have one in Natural Resource that this past year I've placed a third in state at Bryan Conservation District speech and then fourth at state at AFR. Um, AFR of you, I was really, really excited about those. Um, I got up to area this year and just fumbled the ball basically. And I was very frustrated at myself, but I have that one still and I'm writing a new one in plant science this year um, that I'm really excited about. Uh, and then I also show steer. I show crossbred steer. This is my second year doing that and I love it so much. Um, they're really, I mean, as much as people say that it's the truth, they are 1200 pound puppy dogs. And <laughs> they're so cute and they're so fluffy and I love them so much. Um, I, my first show last year was Tulsa because I got my steer too late. Um, and it was so scary because that was the first show I'd never shown before in my life. I'd never seen, like I'd been around it obviously. Um, but not like watching the people close enough that it's like, okay, I'm about to have to do this. I'm about to have to walk in this ring and do the exact same thing they're doing. Um, and so when I walked into Tulsa, my heart, like, I swear the judge could hear my heartbeat. My heart was beating so hard. Um, I was terrified, but now I love it. Um, I'm really, really excited about this next school year. I'm planning on going to a lot of different jackpots. Um, I'm also joined horticulture this year. So hopefully I'll be part of the Florida culture team. Um, I'm really excited about that. I know Braden talked to you a little bit about that in his podcast too. Um, but it is something that I am extremely excited about. I love flowers. I love nature. Um, I love outside. I don't necessarily love the science part of it that much. <laughs> but as far as learning all the different you know, plant names and their scientific names and everything, I think I'm going to enjoy it a lot. Um, I do shooting sports. I couldn't this past year um, because I, the day of tryouts, I had already signed up to help my church with something and I wasn't going to back out on them last minute. That's something I'm planning on getting myself back in this year. Uh, and I did a science quiz bowl last year. Um, I didn't make the final team, but I did make, we had two teams at one point and I was on the second team and I had a lot of fun with that as well. That's an awesome list. You sound pretty much like me. Um, <laughs> so my first show uh, last year was in Cleveland, Oklahoma. Um, I got my first weather, the cutest little boy ever. I still miss him to this day. Um, I was extremely nervous because I've never done this before. I've been close to it because my best friend, Izzy Lewis, um, she's my show partner, and she, she she's amazing. She's won OYE uh, twice. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so she's insanely good. Um, but, like, when she's giving me her pointers, I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm, I'm somewhat understanding this. But, again, I'm not, like, I, I just can't do this unless I'm watching it, like, up front and personally. Um, so, like, that first jackpot, um, I was like, heck, yeah, I think I can do this. And, of course, I got second and last. Um, <laughs> I think that was a wake up call, but like the more I practiced with my goat, the more, uh, ex experience I got. And, um, I actually won my first banner this year, which I'm very proud of. Um, is it my only banner? Yes, but there's many more to come. I know that for a fact. And I'm getting ready for Tulsa. 
um, this upcoming September. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I got my first show um, in Kellyville of the season this Saturday. I'm stoked for that. Um, of course, I'm getting into shotgun sports um, sometime soon. My ag teacher is allowing me to use one of his guns because um, my family isn't allowed to let me use guns. Well, not my family per se, but my brother because um, he can't get guns. And I'll, that's for a personal reason. Yeah. Uh, horticulture, I did that last year. I got a couple ribbons from the state uh, fair and the free fair, county fair. Um, those are hanging up on my wall, too, with my banner. Um, I did one animal, uh, science bowl. That was really fun. Um, that was like the last bowl of the season in Skytook. And, uh, did we win? No, not at all. But did we at least enjoy it? Yes. Um, and then speech contest, got a couple of those, um, didn't place at all. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm not proud of that, but I'm proud of actually going and uh doing my best exactly you came back that's what matters and yeah, you get I, better I every that. time like we said exactly um what what else am i doing oh yeah of course i'm doing my metal work um i'm stuck for that again this year um i do a lot of community service uh, that's one thing our chapter does a lot um when somebody needs help we're always there um i forgot who came to me um but we were talking about how Randy Pirtle, um, he's in the hospital right now. Randy Pirtle is one of the uh, bigger names of OIE. He has a sheep farm, and he lives about 20 minutes from me. And uh, he's been in a coma for about two weeks now, three oh, weeks gosh. now. Um, so his family has been pretty devastated, and uh, our chapters come to save their days. And uh, we, we enjoy their company and anytime uh, they need help we're always there um that's a promise we made to everybody um i i think that's it um i'm not too exciting <laughs> <laughs> no you're good i'm not too exciting um so what are you most excited about this upcoming school year oh probably starting i would say starting my new speech Um, or we have a lot of underclassmen that really at the end of last year just kind of started to figure things out. Um, so getting to see them go into their next, like their coming junior year, their coming sophomore year and knowing what it's all about and getting excited instead of getting nervous, like we talked about earlier, um, Mm -hmm. is something that I'm truly excited about. And then also our chapter is growing extremely fast and we are getting a new ag building this year. I so heard. I'm, I'm pumped about it. I am so excited. It sh- it's supposed to be done um, so that me and Braden and Hunter Duke and our grade um, get to enjoy it for the last two or three months of school. Um, right now, it's not looking like that's the case, but we've already told the Adams that if it's not done by the time we graduate, we're coming back anyways. Um, <laughs> so we are all excited about that. Um, Bartlesville. Um, they're getting a new ag building. I'm super happy for them because just like you guys, they are rapidly growing. Um, their chapter started, I think 2018. So they're fairly young. And, um, I've actually started talking to, uh, some of the members there and, um, I'm like, you know, giving them, uh, my input on like, Hey, 
um, try this and that. And uh, what, what do you guys want me to do? Um, do you guys want to like hang out and try and like start something cool? Um, participate in like these events with us. Um, Caney Valley, another one in our uh, county. Um, they're always with us. Um, if you go to a speech contest, if you go to like a CDE contest or livestock show, um, somebody from that chapter is going to be there and it's guaranteed that we're going to hang out the entire time. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and that's, that's the cool thing about my County. We're all pretty close. Um, but yeah, um, rapidly growing, uh, chapters is what I seek. Um, our chapter currently has a little bit over a hundred, um, we are getting about 45 new eighth graders and that is oh, rough. Wow. That is over half of the eighth grade uh, class. That's awesome. So that, yeah, that is very awesome. Um, we're a one teacher program, one uh, ag teacher program. We're wanting to go number two. Um, but Mr. Epperson, he is, he's just that guy. He's just too good, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um of course, he has his secretary because, you know, he, he has to be kept on his toes. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, um, nothing too exciting. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Getting to see, like, uh, more experienced chapters pouring into younger chapters is really, I mean, that's what FFA is all about, is passing on what you've learned to other people so that they can succeed maybe where you stumbled and um just really chapters supporting chapters is a truly amazing thing. That's Durant and silo are a lot like what you said right there. We're, um, we're always at the same speech contest. We're always, I mean, if we, if we pull up to a speech contest and we see their bus, we get excited because we know, Oh, I have somebody to talk to. Oh, this person's in my room this time. This girl's in my room. And um, I get to catch up with them about what they did. And anyways, it's just, it's to have chapter to chapter relationships. And what's even cooler about this year is uh, Coleman, they got their uh, chapter started. Um, they just got chartered this year. Mm-hmm. And, um, I yeah, like the last day of state convention, I got to meet them. And, oh, my gosh, it was a really cool experience because a younger chapter, uh, well, the youngest chapter in the state, talking to one of the oldest, is one of the coolest experiences you'll ever get. Um, they are, I wouldn't say, um, big, I think they got about 40 kids, which is a great start because Coleman is small as it is. And the fact that they're already getting, uh, like a good population going is insane. I'm so happy for them. Oh, I am too. That's awesome. And to have, I mean, the more you have to begin with that just sets such high expectations for what's to come. Um, that makes it more exciting. And even like you said, giving them advice, advice that you probably like wouldn't think twice about that would be common knowledge to you um, might be such a big deal to them. And they might think, oh, that's such a good idea and um, start to build their chapter off of things that y'all learned years ago. Um, And I think that's just really, really neat. And listeners, I do hope that you guys get something from these episodes. Um, not just to listen about stories, but to actually bring something to your own chapters uh, or to your organizations like 4-H and Student Council and um, whatever else you guys do. Um, promoting agriculture in any way, um, but also promoting ourselves and how we can better our, uh, our teams. 
that is what I love to do is promotion and oh, advocating. Yes. Fun questions. I, I, I love asking fun questions. Okay. So I, I, I need to know your funniest FFA moment. And it oh can be it, it can be anything about the oh wow I think I already got that one. Oh okay yeah it's got, okay. it's got to be different. All right, well Braden's gonna remember this one too. This kind of has scarred me for life. But my freshman year, like I said, we only got to go to one opening and closing contest. But at that contest, I was president, and we walk in the room, and um, it was in Tish, I believe. Anyways, we walk in the room. Um, and we get in there and we're sitting down and first of all, there's not a gavel and the judge has to like hand me the gavel. So I'm already like scared. Like my hands are shaking and I, I was scared because when we went in to check the room, there was a gavel and then they took it and I don't, I don't know what happened, but it scared me. I was nervous. Um, and we get in there, but we said it perfect. Like it was, I think like to this day, it's one of the best we've ever said opening and closing ceremonies. And we set, I set the gavel now. And I turn, we turn to salute the flag, and we start saying the Oklahoma Pledge. <laughs> and it's not, it's not, it's not like, it's not like one of us says it, Jacob. It's not like one of us says it. It's like all of us and the ag teacher are saying the Oklahoma <laughs> Pledge. But every single one of us, we got like a quarter of the way in. And I don't know how we did it. Like, we read each other's minds or something. But we switched. And we started saying the right <laughs> pledge at the exact same time, too. Oh, it oh. was so bad. Oh, oh. my gosh. So I would kill to see that. I oh remember walking out of the room and thinking, like, <laughs> oh, just and we were all, like, so scared of what Mr. Adams was going to think. Because he was back <laughs> before Miss Adams was there. And we walk out of the room and we're all terrified. And Mr. Adams just turns around and we walk out of the room and he's laughing. Like his face is red. <laughs> he laughs so hard. Oh, he was like, well, we can't do anything about that now. And then he just kept walking. So was there an Oklahoma uh, flag in there? No. No, there wasn't. I just said it. I don't know why, but everybody said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so bad. But they bring it. My my entire chapter knows about it, and they bring it up. They use it at use it on me like blackmail all the stinking time. <sighs> oh, oh man, how I would kill to see that. <laughs> what 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 was the score? Like what did what did the judges rate? I don't remember. We placed second overall. Hey, I, I would take that. Yeah, I would it was take nice. That. So we would have gone on to like area any other time, um, but that was the year of COVID, so we could not. But it was still really good because they only took first place that year. They didn't take first and second. Um, but it was really, I th- it was it was traumatizing. I think about it every now and then. People bring it up all the time. They're like, whenever I do anything wrong in my speech, they're like, oh yeah, well, remember that time you saluted the Oklahoma flag. <laughs> I cannot. I, my face would get bright red, and I don't get bright red that often. Oh my gosh! Uh, it's okay though. It it scared me because then Mr. Adams said, "Hey, Corey, you're doing Creed," and I said, "Mr. Adams, you're funny. I'm not getting in the speech room ever again." I was so oh, I didn't want to do it, but now I have two speeches, and I couldn't be more happy with it. Hey, that's a good story for your kids when you get older. 
That's a good story. I'll tell it to them right before they go to do opening and closing. You got to scare them a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! So did you did you lead uh, the salute or something? Was that why? I did yes, because I'm I'm pres I was president. So I literally, but I said I said everything perfect, like perfect. It was so good, and we all turned, and it was so crisp, and we saluted the flag. And it was just, I salute the flag of the state of Oklahoma. Like, it was, <laughs> it was bad. Oh, my gosh. I don't even have an Oklahoma flag in here. I just got my American flag hanging up with my banner and my leadership is with a whole bunch of words. Oh, the my gosh. Is, I don't think, I don't think I've saluted the Oklahoma flag since then or, like, for years before then. Like, that's something that we stopped doing in, like, elementary school. So, I don't know where it came from. But the nerves <laughs> brought it from like deep in the back of my brain, and I, oh, it was bad. That's that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, Braden, but that story is way better than your uh, <laughs> than your rock and roll heavy metal music. Oh my hey, gosh, that was fun too. It's fun unless you're the people in the back of the bus trying to sleep, which I was <laughs> at that time. But it's okay; it was still funny. And that is why I sit up front. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I heard uh, Braden's side. I need to know your side. Um, What do you do in Durant? Like, what all happens in your world? Oh, gosh. Um, Durant is kind of, like, we're very spread out. There's not that much to do fun-wise. If you want to drive quite a ways away, there's Heyday, which is kind of fun. We have the district, which is what we do most of the time. Um, it's like movies and an arcade, but it also like connects to the casino. So it can be kind of sketchy at times. Um, but there's, there's lots of good places to eat there and there's a Starbucks. So lots of people hang out there. Um, oh, but Starbucks. That's like, yeah, that's like a 20 minute drive from my house. So I don't go there that often. Um, but yeah, mostly there, they used to have laser tag and then they got rid of it and I will forever be mad about that. But it's still good. It's still fun. And when there's a good movie around, we'll all go see it. Um, I don't really know. We go to Sonic a lot, as most small town people do. Yeah. Um, yep. We have one <laughs> coffee shop. Braden probably, Braden drinks his coffee black because he's a weirdo. But I go to like an actual <laughs> coffee shop <laughs> and get coffee. And we go to Opera House Coffee. And it's so good because it's right there beside the church. So a lot of times on Wednesdays, what we'll do is we'll get like a group of girls together and we'll go um, do a little Bible study or even just like treat it like a study hall and study homework from that day um, or do catch up work we have to do for our classes um, in there while we're drinking coffee. And then we'll walk right across the street to the church. So it's really nice. We go there quite a bit. So I actually taught myself to tolerate black coffee. Um, My secretary, Boots Brown, he was my last guest. Um, he only drinks black coffee. Oh, and if I got to see Braden right now, and I just got to call my buddy Boots, and he just drives to my house, I can put them side to side. Uh, comparison, they will be like the same person, except Braden. <laughs> except Braden has glasses. Um, yeah. I was talking to Braden. I think yesterday, uh, he posted on a Snapchat story of uh, him at the beach brother's legs are so white they are yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, um at alumni camp uh boots he never wears shorts this is the first time i've ever seen him wear shorts 
let alone take off his shirt. I was like, dude, you're white. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and his farmer tan is crazy. Oh, um, he he works in the hay fields with his dad all the time. And his tan line is crisp. Like, oh, yeah. like look, if you look at me right now, I look like Neapolitan ice cream. He only has chocolate and vanilla. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, Braden, uh, we all gave him in Hunter Duke. He's my he's our secretary. Um, we all gave him they're the only two guys on the officer team. The rest of us are girls. So we oh, all boy. gave them crap about their bad tan lines when we got because we all got in a hot tub at Broken Bow for our officer retreat this past week. Um, but yes, I feel you about the black coffee thing. The only time I drink black coffee is when I'm going deer hunting, and it's because I'm forever terrified of that walk from the truck to the deer stand. I think something's going to get me, and if something tries to get me, I need to be alert. So I need that black coffee in the morning. Um, but that is pretty much the only time that I will drink straight black coffee. Yeah, like at school, uh, my biology teacher, she allowed us to uh, get uh, coffee throughout the day. Um, she had no creamer. She had no sugar. I was like... What do I do here? So she's like, you can drink it black. I'm like, do I really want to, though? She's like, fair point. So <laughs> so me being petty, I decided to drink it. And slowly but surely, I started to like it. Um, it's not that bad. Um, it was like some Dunkin' Donut French vanilla thing. Um, oh, it, was, okay. it, was, it was pretty good. It wasn't like uh, black, black coffee. But it was like black coffee, but no cream or sugar. It was still... It it, it it took some time for me to get used to. And now Boots and I are like, we understand. <laughs> yeah. um, so our officer team is three guys, five girls. Um, and the girls, they like to poke fun at us boys because we're all three like old men. Um, <laughs> I like to, uh, well, I wouldn't say like old, old men. Boots is really the elder because uh, he only wears boots and jeans with his uh, shirt tucked in. And then there's me at school. I'll have my shirt tucked into my boots and jeans if I'm not wearing shorts. I'm usually wearing shorts uh, with a t-shirt. That's my style. And yeah. then my uh, my buddy Cooper, he's my vice, and um, he wears uh, a t-shirt with tennis shoes and jeans. Um, he's a gamer boy, so we poke fun at him a lot because uh, <laughs> he he quit showing pigs. I'm like, I don't I don't blame you because uh, pigs are like a lot of work. And they stink. Um, but, like, come on, man. You got to get out of the house sometime. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Pigs do stink. I could not. My dad, when I started getting into showing a couple years back, he really wanted me to show a pig um, because he had a buddy that breeds them. Like, like they have good show pigs. And I said, Dad, I can't. I was like, I cannot. I need something that I can, like, pet, like, that has hair that's, <laughs> like, fluffy and cute and I don't know. I just couldn't do it. And I know that people say, oh, show steers are so scary because they're so big. And they are a lot of work. They are a butt ton of work, especially in this hot summer heat. But um, I couldn't see myself showing anything else. That, that I was like, uh, last year, I was trying to convince my brother and letting me show. Um, my friend Marissa, um, she was about to get me to show hogs. I was like, I'm not like opposed to that, but yet again, I don't want to be going to school in the morning stinking like the barn. And yeah. so, and so Izzy's like, how about we get you to go, uh, show goats? I'm like, I really want to show goats because I mean, yeah, they're cute. And, uh, in the winter they get fluffy and I love fluffy things. And, um, 
like my boy Henry, he was really cuddly. He loved to, he loved seeing me. And sometimes I'll just like hold him in the chair. He'll hop up and I'll just hold him like a baby. Um, God rest his soul. Now I got cue ball. Um, cue ball sick right now, unfortunately. I don't know what for. Um, he got diarrhea this morning. Um, oddly enough, when I went to go feed about seven o'clock this morning, he was perfectly fine. He was eating his food like he usually does. And then my show mom, which is Izzy's mom, uh, came to the barn, checked up on him. Uh, he was not doing okay. I was like, um, what? And then he didn't eat all of his food. Uh, so she gave him a little bit of hay, gave him some medicine, and she told him what to do from here on out. Um, I'm hoping uh, he'll be fine by Saturday, which he should be. Um, I think it's just stress because he got worms like Saturday. Um, so he should be fine on worms. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, he got clipped and uh, washed yesterday. Um, so I'll wash him again uh, Friday night before the show. Give yeah. him a little jacket. And animals, I mean, I'm always so surprised. We have a small uh, cow-calf operation right next to my house. Um, that's a, just it's a family farm. But I'll never not be surprised at how resilient animals are. They just always bounce back when you feel like they shouldn't. Eh, um, Izzy, uh, don't hate on me for this, but um, I think it was like November. Yeah, this was in November. Um, Izzy, she called me, said, hey, um, how fast can you run to the ag farm? Now, I live about three blocks away from uh, the ag farm, and I live across the street from my school. So I was like, uh, not long, long, not long at all. What, what do you need? And she's like, well, I think my goat's dying. So I'm like, Hold oh. I'll, I'll be there in Jiffy. I said that. And I've never sprinted so fast in my life. Um, my little 130 pound, uh, pound self was just running as fast as I could because my bike got stolen the other week um, before that. And I'm like panning and panning. And um, she's like laying there with her goat and the goat's hardly breathing. And so we both carried it to the, the small barn. And then um, our other show mom, she rolled up in the truck, uh, put her in the bed, and we went to the big barn, gave her some uh, medicine, tried to put uh, some air in her, and then she died right there in her arms. I'm like, oh, my gosh. That was nuts. And so I, I'm laying on the bed of the truck. I'm still panning because my chest is hurting. It's cold. I was just running a hundred miles per hour, and then Izzy she puts her head on my chest and she's crying. I'm like, I don't know what to do right here because I've never been like so close to death personally, uh, except for killing a bug and like seeing this heartbreak uh, over livestock like that. That's it, it's nuts. Because um, like, what if that was mine? Yeah. Um, our our livestock is like our pets in a way. Um, and when we put them on the trailer at like OIE or, um, at some county show that we can't get our animals back or, um, going to the stockyards, uh, to put them up for sale, it's like you're losing a kid. It is. And my, my sister, she laughed at me last year. Um, it was like, I just started school it, we had just started school and I was telling her all about how like I have to get up at this time in the morning to go like rinse before school and then I have to go change clothes and when I get home from cross country I have to go rinse him before I can eat and all this stuff and she was like dang Corey she said it's like 
it's like you have a like you have more of a kid than I do and I have actual children and I was like yeah Callie I mean she was joking obviously but it is such such a big responsibility and a lot of a lot of people like you can't fully realize that until you have your own livestock if that makes any sense that kind of connection that you have with them and it's just from all those hours in the barn and I love going to the barn sometimes I just um, I'll just feed him, I'll water him, and I'll walk him for a little bit. And then I'll just hang out with whoever uh, whoever's there. And I'll pet the pigs and the, the sheep and the other goats. And if there's chickens flying about, I'll try and grab them. And um, some of them will just come up to me, surprisingly. And we got barn cats, too, so that's another cool thing. Um, I'll pet them for a bit. And I'll just, you know, enjoy my time in the barn because I know it's limited. Um, but, uh, that's for the, like the FFA and 4-H aspect. Now for me, my family has a small, uh, cattle operation up here in Dewey, uh, the Carruthers family farm. Uh, yes, we got our own apparel, um, (laughs) which is actually really cool. Um, I will never get away from that because I love seeing our cows. Um, I call them my babies because they're my babies. Um, every animal I have a close relationship with, they're my babies. My dogs, they're my babies. My cat, she's my baby. Um, my goat, my baby. My cows, my babies. They're 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 like a little kid. Um, whenever you see them, and they're just so happy to see you. And I like that about animals. They're easy to connect with, just like some people. Yes, I agree. And it's funny to me how they all have different personalities. Like um, Durant FFA, we all show primarily heifers and steer, mostly steer than anything else. Um, We only had two or three heifers last year. But uh, we would get in the show barn at the big shows like OIE and Tulsa and all them, you know, you stay up for multiple nights. And you can almost guarantee, like, you know, the ones that okay, before the last person leaves at night, they check this one's halter to make sure that he's tied tight because he always gets loose. And this <laughs> is the one This is the one that you have to check and make sure it doesn't try to kick at you because even though he's gentle, he will kick. And this is the one that always tries to steal the person's food around them. And it's just so funny to me how they all have different personalities. Yes. Um, last year, yes, October maybe, um, we were working in the barn. And my goat, Henry, he has the sweetest personality. And then Izzy, she's working on one of her does. The worst doe ever. (laughs) Would try and horn anybody, ram into people, fight with other goats. She was nuts. So we were working in the barn, and I put my my Henry up. And then she's still trying to get her doe to brace. So I had the urge to pull out my phone and start recording. Let me tell you, it was the best idea I've had yet because the moment I pulled out my phone, uh, Izzy was getting ticked off. So she was like pushing her dough back, trying to get her brace. And then she does something called the alligator death roll. It's where the goat will jump up in the air and spin. And it's the scariest <laughs> thing you'll ever see. Oh and my oh my gosh, this, this video I got, it's a little bit over a quarter million views on TikTok. Oh my gosh. Izzy, Izzy eats it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I did not just record this. And I'm trying so hard not to laugh in front of her because she is mad as it is. And I just don't want to take her off anymore. And then 
she <laughs> I'm I'm holding in so bad my face is turning purple. She's like, Jake, what's so funny? I'm like, Do you really want to know? And she's like, Yes. I showed her and she's dying laughing. So I'm like, Do I have permission to post? She's like, Yeah. I, I think I posted on my uh, Instagram story for you to see. That's funny. Yeah, I think I saw it earlier. Yeah, that video is nuts. And I always bring it up because it's just so funny. And it's just a core memory. Mm-hmm. I remember during my showmanship at Tulsa last year, Braden had showed in the class right before me. And he went to slip his show halter off and put his rope halter on. And his steer got away from him <gasps> and ran into my show ring while I was doing showmanship. Oh, it was so funny. I just remember, I, I, I remember like showing and then I look up at the judge because I was like getting my steer set and I look up at the judge and the judge is like not looking. And I look where the judge is looking, steer running around. And I was like, hey, that looks like Clyde. And that was, that was Braden's steer <laughs> last year. And then I was like, oh, that is Clyde. Oh, <laughs> so funny. Um, animals are funny. Animals, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. I love them. But sometimes you just, you just got to deal with them. Yep. So I've asked everybody this, and there's only one correct answer, but you can always save yourself. Um, what do you prefer, Chick-fil-A or Raising Cane's? Okay. For me, there's definitely only one correct answer, but first let me defend myself. I like Chick-fil-A. I know lots of people like Cane's, but I've only ate at Raising Cane's like one time, and it was coming back from a mission trip uh, to Memphis, Tennessee. That's and crazy. Ever, yes. And there were like these people like we were doing some kind of weird, funky game as a church, like as a youth group. And um, the guys in our youth group kept going up and like asking random people like, hey, can I try on your hat? Hey, can I try on your glasses? Hey, can I try it? Like, <laughs> I like your purse. Can I try it on to see? And I just remember feeling so embarrassed. And now I just, I don't know, I associate canes with that in my mind, and I just can't. And honestly, I'm not, I don't see what's so special about it, if that makes any sense. I am not a fan. Chick-fil-A just has so much. Like, they have salads, they have their chicken, obviously. Um, I don't know. I think it just has so much more to offer. Okay, okay. Yeah, you're, you're correct. Um I was, I was, like, really surprised where this is going because I thought you were going to say Raising Cane. So, I'm like, no. oh, she better make this good. But that's actually a really funny story. Um, yeah. So, for me, I love Raising Cane's, but I love Chick-fil-A even more. Um, so, whenever I go to Owasso, I always get uh, Raising Cane's at least once. It's a, it's a delicacy at this point um, because their bread is heavenly. I don't care for their chicken. And... Their sauce, it's not as good as Chick-fil-A's, but it's still pretty good. But the toast is just awesome. The bread is good. I will give them that much. But, like, Chick-fil-A hasn't beat with the variety. That's my thing. I just I just like more variety. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've never actually asked uh, this question before. And oh. uh, I, I want to test this because um, you're a, uh, a cow person like I am. Oh, great. How do you prepare your steak? Like, how do you want it? Oh, I like mine medium rare. Okay. Um, If it's rare, that's just too much for me because sometimes, like, you know, when sometimes you're like, 
eating eggs and then you realize that they're eggs and it like kind of grosses you out a little bit. Yeah. I do that with my steak sometimes. Like if it's rare and I'm eating it, eating it, and then I just look at it and it's just pink and I can just like imagine, I don't know, I've processed too many deer. And so I start thinking of like the smell when, cause we process all of our own deer, like when you're processing deer and it just, I don't know, it kind of grosses me out a little bit. So medium rare is like the perfect for me because if it's medium, it's too much like just a hamburger patty. Okay. Okay. I, I, I like that. I like that. Now, if you were saying well done, I would have like thrown you off this podcast right no, now. No, that's nasty. <laughs> oh, uh, I forgot who said it. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to pick on my buddy Travis real quick. Uh, we were going to ALC, not yeah, ALC this year. Uh, he comes from a different chapter, but his chapter already went and he went to Canada that week. So he went with us and um, we stopped at Montana Mike's in El Reno. Um, so we ordered our food and he was the last person to order. And, you know, we're all just waiting for him to say what he wants. And he orders a well done steak. Oh no! This uh-uh. guy, no, this the funny part is his family raises cattle, and his sister is a really good uh, steer showman. So I was like really shocked because, <laughs> well, I've never ate with this guy, but like the fact that his family is so big in the cattle industry and is ordering an, a well done steak, I was my jaw dropped. Oh, that's so just put a bag of beef jerky on a plate at that point. Man. Hey, beef, beef jerky is pretty good as it is, but like, That's come on, with the steak, mm-hmm. man, you're going to need some A1 sauce on that. <laughs> hmm. Do you have any advice for me or for anybody else, uh, like the viewers and guests of the show? Um, I would just say try everything while you can. I know a lot of people um, have told me like once you're past your first couple years of ag and you can't do um, opening and closing or create anymore that they regret it. Um, and I too regret not being as competitive in it as I know that I could have been. Um, but just know that there's something for everyone in FFA. There's so many different branches, so many different opportunities. Um, just because you don't like one thing doesn't mean you have to write FFA off in its entirety, you know, just try everything you can. If you don't like it, if you completely hate it, okay, that's all right. Move on to the next thing. Um, you might hate public speaking, showmanship um you might like florida culture but then you might like uh livestock judging more you know there's just something for everybody amen amen um do you have any questions for me i do not all righty then well Corey joe i had an absolute great time with you i oh. loved every second of this recording and i'm super grateful uh to have you on the show Oh, thanks so much for having me. We've been trying to get this organized for, like, weeks now. Yeah, um, but, like, again, uh, you had a good reason. You were at Falls Creek, and then um, you were gone for something else, but I forgot. Um, But, hey, Falls Creek is a good reason to miss out. Um, I had a good time at Falls Creek, of course, uh, getting deeper in my walk with Christ. And um, that's where I actually got my wake-up call, like, hey, um, maybe I should like be more involved with my church. Um, but yeah, um, Falls Creek is something we all need to do, um, every summer. It is. I love it. This is my first year, uh, back, uh, since like seventh grade. Um, I moved a lot since then. So this year was like 
my one time opportunity I could do it. So I oh, was yeah. happy. I was happy. Which is fair. I do. Um, I've gone every year since my third grade year. Yeah, third grade going into fourth. Um, what? But yeah, I've, uh, I've gone for a long time. But did Common Worship do the worship the week that you were there? Uh, no, I forgot what his name was. Um, some guy from OKC, and then we had uh, a bald guy on the the keys, and um, was some... there a short a short lady with dark hair? No, it was a uh, a lady with uh bangs and red hair. Oh, okay, never mind, never mind. Yeah, if you know. If you know Hannah Holmes, she uh, she got a picture with her, and uh, that picture is on her Instagram. Dude, I love Hannah Holmes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we <laughs> actually, that's why I was going to tell you that. Me and Hannah Holmes went to Super Summer uh, the same week, and the band that played the worship there was Common Worship. And so on the way to Falls Creek, we were telling everybody how like amazing that this worship experience was at, Falls, at Super Summer. And we get to Falls Creek, and Common Worship was doing the worship the week that I was there. And so it was really cool, and I I enjoyed getting to know him even more. Falls Creek worship is just, like, on a different level. Um, sometimes I'll just jam out to my worship music in the shower. Um, I, I'm, I'm proud to say that because I love the <laughs> Newsboys. I love Corey Asbury. I love um, – just I just love my, my, my worship playlist. It's just one of a kind. Um, I, I even got Toby Mac on there and he's rapping. I can barely, uh, rap out music, but <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love it. I try my best. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, thank you so much for being on this podcast. And thank as you. always, why are we here? Because we believe. Because we believe. Thank you, Corey Joe. Make it a great day and be kind to somebody. <laughs>